The following episode of True Stories Based on Fiction will contain spoilers about movies, probably some vulgarities, and realistically just whatever the fuck me and Evan, the third host, want to talk about. D- listener discretion is advised, and please enjoy the following episode. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, as always, Brian, and with me is... Evan, the third host. Been a while since we've been in the been studio. Been a while! Um, I think this is my first record... well, depending where it's coming out. First record... sitting down recording since episode 100? Yeah, um, honestly, uh, Inside Baseball, um... PIC's on LSD is going to be on a one-month hiatus uh, due to a personal shit that's going on. Not that that sounds like it's something negative. Um, because of busyness. So uh, this, and it's going to be kind of timely, it's probably going to come out tomorrow as we record this. So yes, first episode since recording episode 100. I was going to put out a, one of our inventory episodes, not our, I mean, yeah, an inventory episode from from like network, but I figure since it's, one of these is going to be pretty new, uh Perfect time to put it out. Yeah. So this is episode 101. 101. I can say that with certain... Uh, yep. 90... Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. I, I could get lazy and not put it out. But yeah, <laughs> there's a very, very good chance this is going to be episode 101. Also, because in, inside baseball, because uh, Double D and I were supposed to 100.1 for um, our Rocky series, but he's been busy as fuck of late. So um, so that's not going to... That might not be to 110 now. We might just skip the whole fucking... Because like... Because we fucked the burst anyway. Yeah. So, um, as we were talking about before we got on the mic, so this is going to be, because uh, back when we first started 100 episodes ago, four years ago, right? Four years ago. Um, One of the first ideas of the podcast. Yeah, was on doing movie reviews, and those were all always pretty um, popular episodes of the podcast, but as life got in the way, we got behind it, behind it, behind. And we the have, podcast well, it evolved. And, and it definitely evolved to from a, a, a lowly, not not lowly, a singular show to a robust network of of podcasts. So, I was drinking water. Um, so now we decided to give you guys a little bit of what made us big in the first place. We're gonna smash it all together into one episode here. So with this a, is like our sorry, with a new segment. With a new segment, yeah. So this is kind of our our Ebert and no Siskel and Ebert, not Ebert and Roper. That was trash. Hated it. That's men's own film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how we're rating. <laughs> Two snaps up. But this is essentially going to be B and E at the movies. At the movies. You can put that uh, on the uh, uh, studio. Uh, yeah, on that. This motherfucker will stay. Because I've also find that, found that if I don't have this filter on, I like doesn't sound as good either. I'm gonna try to find like actually like a mic filter thing like that put that goes on the mic because that's gonna be a lot yeah. easier obviously. Um yeah so B and E at the movies it stinks that's that's of the critic from. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of like Evan was saying, um we used to actually devote full episodes to one movie, yep. maybe two depending on how far behind we had gotten. Right now we're gonna do like essentially what the episode of uh Siskel and Ebert was. We're gonna give you. Yep. A bunch of movies, mm-hmm. 
But it's going to be movies that we've seen. Yep. And really only movies that we care to see. Right. Um, so I might still talk about stuff that maybe I want to see but haven't. Mm-hmm. Maybe vice versa. Um, but there are a lot of movies now recently that Evan's seen that I haven't. I've seen that Evan hasn't. And then movies that we've both seen, like the first movie that we'll talk about. But before we get into that, though, I do want to say that we'll probably try to do a full episode on Avengers Endgame. Yes. Because that's probably going to be like a like be book a, content. And it could be a B and e at the movie. Yeah. But a yeah. full episode. Yeah, because... I like that we brand the shows for like the different topics that they're going to be. So, so Beanie at the movie is great, and then, of course we can always have a guest like Randy can come on, just like mm-hmm. that. Because um, with uh, Randy's uh, work schedule, like he, he does like a lot more driving now, so we can time it correctly. We can get him on Skype and then record as he's driving home. Oh, absolutely. Because like we've done that uh, two times so far, and like that's also one of the inventory episodes that everyone in the audience has to look forward to. There's going to be Randy coming in the future. More Randy. I didn't have anything else for (laughs) Just more Randy. All right. um, So, so, should we get... Oh, sorry. um, No, uh, I think we have the same uh, hive mind. So, I think you're going to say, should we get started? And my answer is yes, we should. Um, I would say let's start with the movie that we actually just saw. Most recent, as of two hours ago, I think we walked out of the theater. Yeah, about that. So, Evan and myself went and seen the 2019 smash hit... (laughs) Number three movie at the box office. Oh, we, and, and numbers one and two were in their second or third week, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes score of 16 for last time I, I looked. Comic book reboot? Yep. Hellboy. Hellboy. Um, oh, boy. Oy vey for the Hellboy. Now, we basically, we talk very, 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 very little about <laughs> Hellboy since we've seen it. Um, so it's really going to be us kind of dissecting it a little bit. Uh, but as we said at the beginning, we're not going to go too, too in-depth on full movies. Right. Kind of give us give our quick perspective of it, mm-hmm. uh, what we thought. Longer than an episode of Siskel and Ebert, but probably, but again, we're, we're going to do a lot of movies in a short amount of time here. And you're going to get a drunk Iron Man's? Yep, yep, yep. Um, first, before we get into Hellboy uh, as a movie, um, so people say that the worst comic book movies were Green Lantern, uh, what's the other one I was thinking about, too? Green Lantern. The Spirit. Yep. People say The Spirit. Uh, and X-Men Origins Riverine. Those are probably like the top three movies that people revile, saying that they're complete in other trash. So my first question to you, because I don't think that we're going to go through like a plot synopsis, because that, that just takes too much fucking time. You can read about it. Exactly. But do you think that... Okay, because we should also say that, yeah, this movie is getting panned by the critics, by the fans, too, and at the box office. Do you think that Hellboy... 2009 Lionsgate motion picture Hellboy is worse than any of those three films? No. But I think having it just be deadpan by critics... Helped it, in my opinion, because I went in with lowered expectations. True. Lowered expectations. Waiting for it. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I was to the point I didn't even know if I wanted to see it. And there ain't many comics book movies out that come out that I don't see, trash or otherwise. Uh-huh. But this one was getting so shitty reviews. Yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to see it or not. <laughs> um, and they really didn't market a whole, it a whole lot. To make me want it. I like the actor they got to play him. That's not up. my Hellboy. David Harbour. Harbour? Harbour? Weird looking dude from... Not Ron Perlman? Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't really have any clue or whatnot for really wanting to see it. Yeah. I like the original two Hellboys. Um, I was kind of in the camp. I would have liked to see uh, Guillermo del Toro finish out his... Story? Oscar award winning Guillermo del de Toro it was actually that happened after he got fired from Hellboy. Yeah, um, I would like to see his idea and story, you know, come full circle. Give him, let him do it. Uh, I don't know if the studios pissed at themselves for not doing it now. It, it, they probably are now because I, I think it would have made more money than this Hellboy. I think that contributed to people not wanting to see. Although Guillermo isn't known for being a box office draw. But he still has a loyal fan base. I think the fact that Ron Perman, who also doesn't have a huge box office draw, and 
Kim or both both weren't, weren't attached to it. And as we knew that uh, Ron Perman, he he, he, wanted, he 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 was talking about doing it until it was announced that he wasn't doing it. You even seen him, heard him live talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it, like the week that the news broke, he said, I'm not talking about Hellboy anymore. I was maybe the day before. Day before or day after. Yeah, it was pretty soon as the day after. Because he, he definitely was talking about not doing it anymore. And said he, he was tired of talking about it. And he's, he felt like everything he had to say about Hellboy in terms of wanting to continue had been said. But the, but the studio wanted to go, a, a bunny ears quotes, a different way. Which is funny because I feel they kind of almost practically greenlit it. I mean, I think the scripts were wrote for Hellboy 3, um, everyone was set to do it. It was just waiting for the studio to say, yep, here's your start date. Yeah. I guess more or less here's your money. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's a crazy Hollywood story. I feel like in the future we might find out more about it, but it's, it definitely sounds like everyone was on board, the cast, the team, every, they all want to do it, but, but fucking Lionsgate, they didn't want Perlman or, or uh, fucking uh, Gilmore. Now, um, getting back to the movie though, I, I'm with you. I feel as though the fact that I had so low expectations of it when I saw it, and it wasn't nearly as bad as anyone said that it was. I was actually pleasantly surprised, and I think I told you this um, as like the credits were actually rolling. Overall, this might be my favorite Hellboy film. Really. Mm-hmm. It's a bold statement. Cause two, two was it was visually great, but story wise, I, I think on two I, I was getting bored. This held my attention like the entire two hours. Yeah. So let's go with the good, mm-hmm. the bad, and a rating. Yeah. Um. The good was definitely I would say the plot. From what I've heard about Hellboy, because like I was telling you too, the only Hellboy I, I physically read was the the first miniseries. From what might be somewhere, it has to be in, in here somewhere here in the studio. Anyway, that's the only Hellboy I've ever physically read. Um, through podcasts and through magazines like like fucking Wizard back in the day, mm-hmm. I was always kept abreast of what was going on in Hellboy. Um, and then I knew that um. There was a storyline that was supposed to be the last Hellboy miniseries to where he, where it was found out that he was the last in the line of a uh, king, 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 uh, uh, Alexander, no, uh, King Arthur. Yeah, Arthur. So, so that's act, that's yeah. comic accurate. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, and then I think that that whole storyline is the main storyline from the book is, I mean, the main storyline the movie is all from the books. And then I know that he did have a storyline where he fought like uh, his, his former partner. Who was a uh, a fucking vampire, fucking warrior type thing? That that, that 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 all came from the books too. So this feel like this was more of an accurate depiction of the actual comic book than the previous movies were. All right. Um, so also good. Also, what I say with the good is I think it uh, the Hellboy I think was good, and I think the supporting cast was yeah was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say supporting cast, his team. Yep. Um. I think also some of the supporting cast will go into the bad, but as far as his two uh, main uh, team members, and, and I can't remember their names. Alice and Daniel Day Kemp. So that's the inverse who I typically do, because I can't remember his character. Yeah. <laughs> that was Daniel Day Kemp? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. Uh, but I thought they did a great job. Um, great. The Hellboy costume was good. Yeah. Uh, really impressed with that. Kind of liked it more so than the Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman's Ron Perlman's was more comic accurate, but this one was good though. Ron hey. Perlman, his costume was like the comic book costume come to life. In part two, his red was a little bit off. It, it looked like a little hokey, we'll say, for lack of a better term. But yeah, but I I, I also like uh, the new Hellboy how his crown. Was kind of hanging off of his head, and also kind of like that's like a a graffiti design scheme that I've seen like a number of times. They have crowns hanging, hovered over someone's mm. head, and the same kind of sharpness of it. Kind of like that Biggie one from yes. uh, Luke Cage. Yes. Yep. 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 So that was a good um choice. Um, they did a great job at showing the backstory, kind of origin, without really delving into it. They yes. did. They did a good, really good job at incorporating it into the movie and the storyline. Yeah, and the plot line. Yeah, because like I also told you, 
I was like, I kind of don't think that we need to see a Hellboy's origin again. But they fit into the circuit. It all went together. Like the critics were saying that the storyline was full of just basically. They said it was convoluted and yeah. too much and hard to understand. I didn't really get that. I didn't get that at all. Um, perfect system. And it that, held my attention. Yeah. Um, so bad. Um, the bad, I would say, um, the characterization of Hellboy, I think, was a little bit off. But granted, it may be more on par with how the books are. But I feel he's a little bit too immature, too to um Kitty, mm-hmm. as opposed to like the hell, um, as opposed to, as opposed to like Ron Perlman, he was more sarcastic, but this guy was kind of immature. Yeah. Um, and I know he's hell boy, but that, to me that was always a joke. He ain't no hell man. Yeah, but he, he he always came from like the 1940s and fucking uh, WW2, so he, he's like fucking he would be 70, 80, something, 60, 70. This yeah. Point? So yeah, no, he, he he's older than that. Yeah, probably yeah. So he was hell boy, but really he was hell man. But this one he was definitely a child. Mm-hmm. Child, like he was hell boy junior. Yeah. Um, I thought some of the special effects were yes, uh, a little hokey. Uneven. Yeah, some special effects were really good. Yep. Um, I thought the bat that he fought, Luchador bat in the beginning, the very first scene, well, second scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that looked really cool. Um, but then there's some characters. And it, I think they relied too much on some CG throughout it. Yeah. I It almost has a feeling like, well, we ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. And we need a new company to make some cheaper uh, yeah. effects. It, that's actually a good point. Because, uh, like, in cartoons, uh, back when we were kids, they have two different... Well, they have multiple teams actually doing, like, the um, animation. That's why some, on some cartoons, if you notice, like, back when we were kids... So, so episodes look drastically different in other episodes mm-hmm. because they went like, with different teams, and that's what I think may have. I mean, I can't confirm this, but that that that's the best way to to describe the differences in special effects. In special effects, because yeah. like the lady who was kind of like a spider lady bitch with the fucking one eye, that was seemed to be a great practical effect. Mm-hmm. That that reminded me of a. Guillermo del Toro type shit. Yep. But then, like, I think we both agreed, the troll fight scene, the ending of it especially, when it was Hellboy versus, like, three troll, I mean, giants, I mean, giants. It was, it was, it was, you can see the green screen almost. It was all, it like, like it was on three different planes. Mm-hmm. And then it looked very, very made on a computer, but unfinished. Yeah. Uh, any other bad? Uh, like you both said, it's not really, really bad, because it's what we come to expect, but, it kind of had a feeling of a B movie type thing at times. Like at a, times, yeah. Some of the acting was very ham-fisted, but um, like Ian McShane, which is what he does. That that's what he's known to do. Uh huh. But um, kind of getting back to the good a little bit because people were saying that um, the female lead who isn't a love interest, which is kind of cool. Which I read somewhere that he said that the re- they actually he pushed for that. He said he didn't want think it was. Be feasible for a demon to fall in love with a human or something like that. That's stupid because in the books he fucks Liz Sermon, whatever her fucking name is. But the fact that there's a drastic age difference and he's more of a guardian of her, I think was good. Cause yeah, cause I think I think that in cinema we're getting to the point where every hero doesn't have to have a love interest. Mm-hmm. And like, cause that's a trope that we see in ninety percent of every ninety nine percent of every film ever in the history of film. So it's good that there were. It, he who was like her big brother and her guardian versus her, his love venture. That's what I took it. Yeah, he like he looked after her. He yeah. protected her. Which uh, also can lead until if they had a sequel, which probably isn't going to happen now. Liz Sermon coming back as his, his, his love venture, obviously, I'll recast it. Um, but yeah, other than that, the plot was solid. Um, that's probably the worst part. Ian McShane, like, the villains made sense, and, and like, the villain team-up made sense, too. Besides that Spider-Lady, I don't see how she helped the Warthog guy and why she helped him, but then she told Hellboy right where the villains were. Yeah, I didn't get that. that I don't know, was sense. she working with the villains? Or was she just another villain that and she needed their help? In the beginning, when the Warthog was about to eat those kids' hands, that was the same lady. I thought, at least. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she helped him, but then she turned right back around and told fucking Hellboy where they were. 
So that was the only plot line to me, if I'm correct in saying that. And I think so because uh, she had Hellboy um, about to eat that kid soup. And then she had like that Warhog guy also eating like yeah. baby figures looking things. So I could be wrong, but that's how I took it. And that's the case. That's one inconsistency in the plot that I didn't like. Um, also, getting back to the good again for a little bit, and then like we'll move on. Uh, like Aquaman, it almost seemed like they knew they weren't. There's a possibility that they might not get the sequel, so they put everything in that they could think of that were cool visuals for Hellboy. And to me, it all worked. Mm-hmm. It worked better than it did in Aquaman almost. Like in Aquaman, the trench scene seemed a little bit rushed. Yeah, rushed and out of place. Whereas in Hellboy. Everything had enough room to breathe that, and I think it all like it worked better. Um. So how how many drunk Iron Mans do you give it? Uh, so keep in mind, people in the audience, this is very very early after we saw it, like mere hours. But at, at this point, I'll probably give it eight. Ooh. I liked it a lot. There wasn't much, much about this movie I didn't like. Because also, as I was saying, I liked Daniel Day Kim and Alice, I think her name was, more than I liked Liz Sherman and Abe Sapien. Agreed. So, at this point, I would say yeah. I'd go probably just a little lower, maybe seven Junk Iron Mans. Um, Thought it was good. I think it... Uh, and I think it just maybe due to the hokiness of some of it. Right. Um, I think ultimately it's going to be that hokiness that gives it legs long run. I think uh, um, friend of the show Chad Corbett. Oh, maybe edit that out. I don't know if we ever said last name. Chad. Yeah, like, yeah. The only person who minded was Ashley Ann Wartman, the person who was banned from the network forever. <laughs> um, but uh. Chad, I think, said that movie will probably have legs as a cult following type thing, and yeah. I think I could see it maybe uh, happening. So, all right, moving on to the next movie. Yeah. Um. So, what do we want to do next? Do- so, I got a couple I've seen. And I know you haven't. So, I can maybe. Okay. I know you have one that I haven't seen. Maybe go back, back, back. Yep. Okay. Alright, so I'll start out with, I've seen recently the Disney live-action remake of Dumbo. Oh, really? Um, reason I went and saw that one is, uh, you know, Disney has kind of been on a winning streak with reverting their Cartoons timeless live cartoon movies into live-action. We're closer to live-action. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just computer-generated computer lifelike simulation. Everything until Lion King, you can say is a live action movie because there's real people in it. But Lion King this is gonna be the first one that doesn't have <laughs> any human characters right. on it. Um, yeah, because you had Beauty and the Beast, uh-huh. Jungle Book, which Jungle Book only. Oh no, Jungle Book had a few. Yeah, it could have like the kid. And then there's like people trying to bring down the force or something yeah. like that. Uh, you got Aladdin coming out. Yeah. Dumbo. I think those are the main ones they've done. I'm trying to think if they've done the other live action. Yeah, the Jungle Book. Uh, I think. That was the first ones. Um, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, you did like a Cinderella stuff, but like, I think, and you did like that Melissa, Melissa, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like Jennifer or Angelina Jolie. Those count too. Like those were yeah cartoons that Disney made back in the day, and then it made them as live action. Yeah, yep, yep, true. Um, but try and think opinion on it. Tim Burton. Tim Burton had Tim Burton feel to it, but it wasn't as dark as Tim Burton typically is. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a good uh, good remake. Um, Did it have like the racist uh, characters? In it? Nope. So, well, <laughs> kind of funny story. They took the racist crows out, crows. but uh, they did do the song that they sang. Really? Um, they had someone remake it, and it was over the end credits. Mm. Um, Dumbo looked good. It had a good cast to it. I would say it's probably got one of the bigger casts out of the Disney remakes. I mean, mm-hmm. it had Colin Farrell. It had Danny DeVito. It had, uh, Michael Keaton. Really? Yep. So, return to Tim Burton with, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton. 
uh, had that, who's the one chick from, she was in the 300 sequel, she oh. was that Penny Dreadful show that was on Showtime. Ava Green with them nice ass titties. Yep. She was in it. Respectfully, of course, I don't want to get, be, uh, accused of doing a Me Too. <laughs> um, it definitely didn't perform as well as the other live action Disney's. Yeah. Um, I barely heard, I, I barely heard anything about it. Which I think that goes, Dump was, is Dumbo considered one of the bigger Disney animated films? Yeah, one of like the OGs. Yeah, but is it one of the bigger ones? I mean, I would say so. Hmm. I guess I don't know why this one wasn't didn't do as well. Maybe I mean, there is a crowded movie, uh, landscape landscape right now, which is odd because they have to, actually I said I think movie tickets are down eighteen percent year to year from last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we didn't have Black Panther yet. Uh, and, 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 or last year had Black Panther and we haven't had Avengers yet. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's not going to do as well as the upcoming Aladdin and Lion King uh, live action remakes. Definitely not Lion King. I think that Aladdin might be a flop. I think Aladdin will do good. I think after that last preview they had, because um, I heard a lot of people that were having doubts on it, uh, mm-hmm. turned around with like Will Smith as a genie and stuff. Now, um, good in it, it had good CG, uh, Dumbo itself, um, himself, herself, looked good. I don't know what Dumbo is, honestly. Who did Dumbo's voice? Dumbo never talks. Did Dumbo talk in, like, the old? I think so, but none of the animals talk in this one. Interesting, okay. Yep. So, uh. Sorry, audience, I'm doing, like, a lint roller thing. Talk this one. Um, acting was good, uh, for, between, like, having the main stars, bad, I guess, did it need to be made? It did. Right. So far, I guess this is the one that ventures from the source material the most, um, where it's Michael Keaton's character, he's creating a theme park, almost like Disney World or something like that. Okay. Because uh, it's just in a traveling circus act, but they realize that like the days of the traveling circus are done with, um, more towards like you know an entertainment park that people that you're bringing people to come to and charge tickets for, uh, and he's doing that, um, which I don't, I mean, and I apologize if it was in it, but I haven't seen Dumbo since I was four, five, six. I barely remember Dumbo. Um, so I don't think any of that follows. Uh, the source material at all. I think, and yeah, I'm not sure. So, I mean, it's a movie I seen. Wanted to go over it real quick. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, didn't love it. Enjoyed it. Um, again, I don't think it's a movie that needed to be made. Uh-huh. Uh, with that, I would give it six drunk Ironmans. Okay, I mean, so pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. Um, didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Not mad that it was made. Not mad that you saw it. Yep. Oh, uh, all right. So what I will do next uh, in my little speed round one, uh, I will do Elita Battle Angel. Oh, that was even the one I was thinking you're gonna go with. Yeah, I actually forgot that I saw it, which is uh, unfortunate because this may be the best anime to live action American movie that I can recall seeing. Oh, uh, and then it's kind of like uh, I, I'm not sure you would say Dark Horse or, or Underdog, but it's actually it did better as time went on in theaters, and now it. it it's doing so well that they're saying it might actually do like a sequel now. Really? Uh-huh. Now it legs. Yeah, it has legs. Now, um, when it first came out, uh, well, what I'll say to it is I actually got the first volume of like the of the manga and it's, it's either the studio or in like the uh, a spillover a bookshelf. But it actually is pretty consistent with the uh, source material and they add other 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 parts of like the whole manga in there and it had good story the cgi on elita was really good the uh, plot line with her um owner slash adopted dad was pretty good in there um and it definitely was trying to be a franchise which like i said it may be now but it may not um the only bad points of it were the fight scenes were kind of slow and being that it's james cameron a production with robert Robert Rod- Rodriguez, yeah. dir- that was his first movie I think he directed in a while. Probably since fucking Sense 82. 
That or one of those Spy Kids movies. Yeah. He did Spy Kids 4, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the action was left a little to be desired, but overall, I would give that one, I would say, seven Drunk Iron Man. All right, what's next in your speed round? Because that one, probably the one yep. and one, then still a movie that we both saw again, which is Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the DC Captain Marvel, uh, Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie I enjoyed quite a bit. Saw it last, last Tuesday, a week ago today. Um, pleasantly surprised. It's a movie, it's a movie about a character, um, I don't really know a whole lot about. I know a little, I know of the characters. Uh, if you were to ask me trivia on, uh, Shazam, short of his name and where he gets his powers, I don't know if I could really say much about it. Yeah. Which sometimes I found I enjoy, um, it's kind of that experience I had going into Guardians of the Galaxy when that right. first came out. Um, so I don't, I'm not holding any expectation to it. It was getting good reviews, so I knew that, but I don't, I'm not comparing it to a source material, mm-hmm. really. Um, I liked it. I, uh, it's continuing the direction of DC films being a little bit better. Um, I know it's taking the direction of the DC films in a different way, um, short of this one cohesive storyline that Zack Snyder in style that Zack Snyder mm-hmm. snart- started with uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, um, which you know, personally, I would like to see him finish again. I'm a I'm a completionist. When someone starts something, right. I want to see it. I'm over the camp. I would have liked to see Amazing Spider-Man three because <laughs> I want to see the storyline finish out of where it started. I've invested. How about Spider-Man four? I feel the storyline was done. They were making another one, yeah. but there was no. I mean, you kind of could have done it. You had a beginning, middle, and end. Um, I, I like the idea of a trilogy, I guess. Yeah, gotcha. To me, when you start doing number four, that's the start of a second trilogy, and half the time when you get there, it's old news at that point in time. Um, but, went off on a little tangent, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, I was kind of segued from Captain or Shazam to Zack Snyder, um, which I'm sure we could probably do a whole episode on Zack Snyder, so I'm not going to get into that. Thanks. Um, but it, it was good reviews. I will back it. It is a different direction of what you've seen a lot of DC movies in. I go so far as even saying, comparing it to Wonder Woman and Aquaman. It, it was a fun movie, almost kind of half comedy. It was big as a superhero movie. Um, and fish out of water. Watch, it was fun watching someone, you know, get these power. Like it answers that kind of question. I think that any person that's a fan of comic books or superheroes has as a kid is, what would you do if you had superpowers? Like City High? Never seen it. No, like the R&B group City High? What uh, would you do? What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you were watching someone experience all that for the first time. To me, it was fun. Very enjoyable. Uh, I don't think that's the direction they need to go with every DC movie. I say right. let the director have their vision of how they want, and style of how they want to do a movie and let it fit the character. I don't think... That type of movie is going to fit well for Batman or any type, or uh, we got the upcoming Birds of Prey that they just wrapped on. But it fits for that character. Uh, I would like to see it continue. That being said, I give the movie eight drunk Iron Mans. Oh, wow. Um, now, before I get into my next uh, mini review, um, the biggest complaint that my brother had, because he saw it, is the fact that <clears throat> Billy Batson, when he was Billy Batson, he, he, although he was a child, he he acted and behaved like an adult. But when he changed to Shazam, he acted like a kid. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. See that. Um, I didn't pick up on it, but I can see it. I can tell you, it definitely follows more along the lines of the new Fifty Two Shazam that uh, Jeff Johns uh, kind of redid the origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Batson is almost an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, they made his Shazam character a little more like easygoing, fun-loving type yeah. thing um, than in the. He's real. Oh no, he's pretty cocky in this one. So I go. It almost follows to a T the Jeff Johns uh, New Fifty Two rebirth Shazam over uh, what the old school seventies. Yeah. I mean, but from what I've seen of the film, um, I haven't seen any significant Billy Batson. But in terms of 
Suzam, it seems like he is more characterized like he was in like just in like Justice League cartoon and in uh and on Young Justice, where he's a kid kid. He's a kid in a grown's body. But like I said, on, on like the Jeff Johns Justice League run, he was an asshole kid, but he was the same asshole kid when he was um Captain Marvel or Yeah. So, yeah, there's a little bit more differentiate. As it goes along, he kind of becomes... There's a few scenes where they show him uh, kind of like as he is as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, but realizes, obviously, you have to do what what he learns to, he has the powers for and whatnot. Uh, what I liked about it is they actually... They don't waste time. They introduce the entire Marvel family. Yep. Captain Marvel family into it. You got Freddie Freeman or... I think so. Mary Marvel. Uh, Making it look so good. Mm, that was a little... Little black girl. I don't remember what her name is. I have no idea. I don't know what any of them are except for that. Um, but they do a good job. Uh, they brought in Adam Brody from the OC, which is good. Which uh, as Freddie, the adult Freddie Freeman, and the character in the which book, looks yeah, identical yeah, to him. They did, I mean, that's the best casting I think out of any of them is getting Adam Brody for the kid from uh, oh, what was he in the It movie or something like that. I have no idea. But yeah, uh, and then because this is. Um, one of the movies that Jeff Johns actually greenlit when he was running like studio for two weeks. Yeah. So he, he probably had, and I bet when he wrote it, he wrote it to be easily adapted to a film. But uh, but he got fired because of fucking Zack Snyder, and then now like the new guy who like runs it is getting all the accolades based on what Jeff Johns did. But that's that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. But um, all right. So like the one I'll do, and then we'll finish. We'll book in it with a movie that we both saw. Uh. Is us so us obviously isn't something that we typically talk about on this pop culture comic uh, rooted show, but um us was pretty good because I went to see it because as I told you I'm not a fan of a horror or thriller movies like if it's a killer fucking chasing people like those plots are typically pretty trash to me and I don't like just being scared for the sake of being scared. But us, I got a lot of positive reviews. Well, kind of did, but uh, people were talking about like the 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 twist in it, and like they left the theaters not knowing what the fuck happened. So that intrigued me. So I, so I went to see it. I've yet to before. Fin- we, uh, no, go ahead. Um. So I know how the ending is. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to, don't skirt around it. Okay. I, I, I've not seen it, but um, you've heard it. Yeah. I flat out said right in the slammer. Spoilers. Yep. And if you don't want to hear it, spoilers. Yep. Uh, but so essentially, um, I've yet to complete a Get Out. I don't know why, but like every time I watch it, I get. I thought you seen Get Out and loved it. I own it. I've I've gotten maybe twenty minutes in. Cause every time I watch it, something just comes up to where I can't finish it. But in, in any event, uh, I would say that. that Jordan Peele is an amazing filmmaker, and he takes ter- he takes amazing shots, and like his cinematography is on point. Um, the good is basically everything's good in it. Um, the husband who is on Buku from Black Panther, his acting was a little off to me. Uh, the mother who was also in Black Panther, she played Nakia, was amazing. Her her American accent. It's like a British person's American accent. Like, it's so good, you can't tell she's not from America. Um, and I feel like if you watch this film, like, three or four times, you'll see more and more shit in there that you missed the first time around. Because there's still a couple things I saw in there that I noticed that I, I, I don't know how it ties in. And it's one of those movies, if you see it with a friend and then you discuss it with them afterwards, it fills in some holes or it, feel, it, it makes things even better. Because, um... Essentially, the big twist in the movie, which is also the good of it. Um, so, this little girl goes to, like, the carnival with her parents. She goes off and wanders on her own, and then she goes to the house of mirrors, and she gets locked in there, essentially. And then, um, she sees her reflection in the mirror, but her mirror reflection moves. So then it, it, it cuts to her being a kid who can't talk anymore because she had this big childhood trauma and this... And this it being lost, her parents get a divorce off of it, but she goes on to live, live a pretty good life. But plot twist. So then these creatures come, who looks like who look like all the people on Earth, like they're all doubles. And then doppelgangers. Yeah. So so one night they just choose to fucking go and fucking kill all of their um people and it took over their lives. So then like the one who is, 
Nakia from Black Panther, I don't notice it at the time. She's the only one who can talk. And then she, she does a lot of shit that the other ones can't do. And she's a lot, she, she, she's a lot smarter, more intelligent. The doppelgangers? Yeah. Okay. Um, then you come to find out, because they cut back to the first scene of of uh, her in House of Mirrors, her, her doppelganger actually kidnaps her, or uh, knocks her out, and puts her like in like the doppelganger world, and then she takes her spot. And then, because her people can't talk, she can't talk. So she has to learn how to talk all over again. So she, so the entire movie, like the, the protagonist was actually like the, the, the evil person. Like she, she was her, her doppelganger. And she took her, her real person and put her back in like the, the, the doubles world. And then she has this big grudge against the search world, we'll call it. And, and the person who took her life because it was supposed to be her life. Hmm. Which was, which was a good twist. So the one with the doppelganger fam- the wife with the doppelganger family at the end is the wife is the real one, and the doppelganger's been living. Yeah. So the person that we see the entire movie as is the, re- is a doppelganger. Is a doppelganger. And the one with the other doppelganger family is the real one. Yeah. I did not know that part. All I knew is the doppelgangers end up just being like what government clones or something like that or clones that they, they never actually say what they are. When um they ask, what are you? Like, the uh, person says, we are Americans. Like, is this some... Because people think there's all this social commentary, because all the social commentary that was in a, in a Get Out. Mm-hmm. I don't think there really is. This is a straight-up thriller, and, it, and it's just fucked up. Cause, but you notice that when they have to go and kill all these doppelgangers, because friends, their friends get kidnapped and killed by their doppelgangers, so they have to go in, um to their house for reasons. And then um, fight them as well. And then like every time that the mom starts killing the fucking doppelganger, she starts screaming like the like uh, like the monster scream. So is the mom that's with the doppelganger family trying to kill the family? She doesn't know. Oh, she doesn't know. She doesn't know to the very end. Does she think she's a doppelganger? No. That that's what's so good about it. Oh, she thinks she's with her real family. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. So in the end of the movie, when she kills a real person, right, the real person also doesn't tell her that she's a real one. But as they're driving away, riding off in a fucking sunset, her childhood trauma comes back for like the third time, and then she remembers how it really happened. So I guess her actually killing like her other person, because because okay, uh, the crazy part was she, she she has to go find her son. She goes back to the house of mirrors where it all started, and then I'm thinking as I'm watching it, how does she know where to go to find her kid? But she, she just knows, and she, she goes off of her own instinct. But then it all makes sense in the end, when she has a little flashback because she 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 grew up there for probably ten years. Hmm. She knew exactly where to go to find her kid, and it's in the big fucking complex that's underground and has all the fucking doppelgangers there. So she just knows by instinct exactly where to go. But it's that yeah, because when she because I guess you know how you how how you can have like a childhood trauma, you can black it out, and something can happen, a catalyst, and then it comes back to you. Yeah. After they defeated all of the doppelgangers. Well, no, after they after they got away, they don't defeat the doppelgangers. After they get away, she's driving, then she has a boom, the epiphany goes back to the whole story of of the house of mirrors. She sees her her, her doppelganger, and she knocks her out, and puts her in the room. Then she goes back to like the uh, life. That, that the real her had, and that's why she couldn't talk, because she didn't know how to talk. She, she just learned how to talk all over from scratch. Weird. <laughs> Is it set in the same universe as Get Out? I don't know. I don't think so. I know there was, like, asking or something like that, and I don't know if they ever actually came out and said. Yeah, I think people are reading too much into it. If it is set in the same universe, there can't be a, a Get Out 3. No correlation. I think Get Out. The ending of it is so fucked up, because... The doppelgangers win. That's why they're driving in. Like I'm like, where they're driving to? The doppelgangers won. I need to see it. <laughs> it's good, man. Especially since, since like you didn't hear about that twist. Yeah, that's gonna help me maybe amazing. knowing a little bit more about it. <laughs> yeah. That twist, that that fucking twist was amazing. Cause, cause like, um, my brother said he saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. But granted, I don't watch. That genre of film, so I can pick up uh, uh like those tropes. Uh-huh. I was like, "Fuck!" I did start watching uh, Jordan Peele's uh, Twilight Zone. Mm. I think I watched the first two episodes. Not bad. Not mm-hmm. great. Not bad. 
Well, this isn't a TV show. This is a movie show. Right. Um. So in terms of drunk Iron Man's, Iron Man's, I would say because as I'm telling you about it, I like it more, and I can't find any real flaws in it besides like the husband's acting. Uh, I'll, I'll probably give it a nine. Not wow. Mm-hmm. Not the highest regards prestigious award, but top tier. Ooh, wow. I'll definitely need to check that one out. Yeah. And then now, now that now that I tell you what the flip is, I think you'll see it, and I think you'll still enjoy the movie because now that I told you that, you'll probably see more little seeds of it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what time? How far are we into this? So how what time do we go? To? We're just about forty-five minutes. So do you want to? Do you want to do Glass or do you want to go straight to Captain Marvel? Um, did you see Glass? Yeah, did you see Glass? I did. Um, I guess let's do Glass of Captain Marvel. I don't know where I'm going to go. Where are you? It's, I'm saying like it's only five now. Who do I keep like the next one? Inside Baseball Guys. Yeah. Pretty short. Okay. Um, okay, so Glass. Um, Glass was probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Really? Although it did have some parts on it that was really, really, really slow, but right. the payoff, I made it all worth it. And you didn't see Unbreakable up until recently. Correct. Probably, probably the day or the week before I saw Glass. I think I'm gonna be differentiated from you. Okay. I wasn't a movie I cared for a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I think I, I had different expectation for it. So, um, I didn't like the kind of the one setting and the. Asylum or jail that they were in pretty much the yeah. whole movie. Um, I liked it a lot better, I think, maybe the first 20 minutes when he's still... He's working with the son, and yeah. they started... The, the same st- actor. I like how he got all... What big movie studio can get all the same actors back? Yeah. Um, so, kind of a little history. Uh, Unbreakable, one of my top... Superhero non superhero non comic book movies really? out there. I like that movie a lot. Um, hmm. I know M Night Shyamalan, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, originally had an envision of it being a trilogy. Um, from the get go, and Unbreakable was always meant to be the origin story. Okay. Um, of the villain and the hero. Um, I like how they set everything up in a real world sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know his. Poncho ended up kind of always being his costume, his cape, and uh, yep. hood. Uh, he had a weakness. I don't really see how water's a weakness, but his weakness. Um, don't drown, bitch! And then it just, that was his follow-up to Sixth Sense, which was never going to end up being the same, uh, making the same kind of money, because Sixth Sense was just a phenomenon. So but like phenomenon. 15 years later, however many years later it was, when he comes out with Split, I didn't see that one coming. And they say that's the second part to this, but it is and it isn't, because it doesn't really give you any story of David Dunn's Bruce Willis's character. It's just basically introducing you to a new character, which is uh, something... The monster, Kevin, the beast, the beast, Kevin, Kevin Crumb. Yes, but that's assuming that this is his story. It's not his story. It's the story of all three of them. I think it actually ends up being Samuel Jackson's story. I would say it's equally all three because uh, um the, the first movie shows you the first two characters and like the second one shows you the second character and the third one brought them all together. So I, I don't think it, it's a universe. It's not like it's not Spider Man. It's yeah the Marvel universe. Now we'll say. I liked the beginning. There are parts of the end I liked. I liked how they ended up actually putting uh, the Beast character, uh, James McAvoy's uh, dad, was on the train that derailed and Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, I think I just had higher expectation. When I found out that Split was a quasi-sequel set in the same universe as mm-hmm. Unbreakable, um, I got super excited. Um, because you, that, that was a secret they kept until that movie came out. Like, yeah. I don't even think they filmed it for early, or I don't think they, uh, I think they took that scene out when they did any, uh, type of early showings for it. They did, they did. Um, because they wanted to keep that surprise, and that was awesome that, how they did it, because 
this day and age, you don't really see something like that. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Um, I would say that Unbreakable, to me, is the worst of all those movies. The pacing is so fucking dry and boring. And, and then, like, uh, Bruce Willis had the worst acting. Well, he always phones it in, but all he did was not... Whispered. Yeah, in the entire fucking movie, I was I was so fucking bored until Samuel Jackson came in to save the movie to me. Split, I'll probably say, is the most entertaining and the best of those three because all the way through, although it was like the same fucking setting the whole time, it, but it, it worked. And it was like an art film and a popcorn movie. At he the did same a great time. job at playing those different personalities. He did, so. and I wish that in Glass they would have. Had more of the characters, I mean, more of the, of the split personalities in there. They only did the kid. I wish they would introduce new ones, too. And new ones, yeah, I agree. Um, and then the arty guy who kept talking to the therapist, he was he was gone in Glass. Mm-hmm. And he was a good character. But anyway, um, the middle kind of, kind of meandered. And like the pacing was kind of off then, but it was a lot of slow build to the payoff, and the payoff was one of the biggest payoffs that I that I can remember in like recent memory because I had no idea that Dunn was gonna die, and everybody fucking died. Mm-hmm. That was a good flip. And then how how uh, Samuel Jackson had to think it was gonna be it, the, the the end game was gonna be your basic basic or like a basic superhero going to fight somebody's big ass building. But nope, it all happened right outside the fucking uh. A crazy home. I knew that uh, the woman was going to be a, a villain because I just had a feeling. Cause it, it, yeah, I guess I that's maybe that's the part I didn't like that her her uh, the chick from American Horror Story. Yep. Um, I didn't like the government was all behind it or some it, secret it's, organization. It's yeah, it's some a, secret organization. I love that part. That's some fucking Lex Lex that's some Lex, Lex Thor. Fucking what's that? Uh. The Greg, the Greg Rucker book from like the early 2000s, like back when I first got in. Checkmate. Mm. It seemed like some secret society checkmate type shit with fucking Lex Luthor coming in there, went inside the building, they're like, those two people left, then boom. They had, had a meeting about the shit. Yeah. I love that part. That's some comic book shit. That's some comic book shit. That's I'll the, give you that. I guess it's... That was some comic book And they do a good job shit. making a, a, comic, if a comic book setting were in the real world. Yes. The only part that I thought was completely bad is the end, how that chick from Split fell in love with Kevin, basically. Yeah. And how like the uh, how Glass's mom was friends with, with, with both of them too, so they're holding hands when the world found out uh, about superheroes. Like, dude, Glass mom, your son tried to kill uh, like both of the other people, and then your son is a fucking villain. So how are you friends with the other people now? Well, I think they wanted to see the good in all of them. You know, Glass was a terrible person. <laughs> he didn't do anything good. Yeah, but it was her son. She loved him, but I think he realized that, or she realized that what he was doing was wrong, and that's why she was with the other. Yeah. To me, that part didn't work. Um, but uh, so that's my bad in it, and like as well as my good. So, uh, what's your uh, drunk Iron Man rating for that one? Five. Wow, that's pretty low. I would say. Seven and a half. Maybe second viewing will move it up to like a six or so, but mm-hmm. um, as of right now, probably five. Okay, all right. So now we're gonna book in with another movie that we've uh, both seen that people are probably waiting for too, because it's a, a big comic book movie, Captain Marvel. Marvels. Captain Marvels. Marvel <laughs> Studios, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Um, quick thoughts on it. Um, I uh, quick so- thoughts are uh, this is the Marvel movie that you saw the Marvel formula the most. It's the same, and uh, honestly, uh, it's kind of it kind of was what they call paint by numbers. In terms of pacing, knew everything that was going to happen. Um, I also, but what I did like about it the most, and was some people hate it, but she, is, in my opinion, is the funniest Avenger because her her humor is so dry, and then like. She, I like I like how she keep a straight face, although it doesn't really make sense that someone who's not who, who who didn't know that they were from Earth knew all these Earth jokes. So how does she know what toast is, and and that's how Samuel Jackson likes to cut. 
Yeah. On the Creep world, there's no everything that happens on Earth, I guess. That was the weird. That was the weird thing to me is like she really fit into Earth yeah. really well for someone that didn't seem like she ever heard of Earth, exactly. even though she's from it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one thing I I enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was about twenty minutes, maybe too long. Um, but I like I enjoyed the beginning. I enjoyed when she first got to Earth. Uh, it took too long for her to get to Earth, though. I thought I Samuel Jackson was great. Probably the best he's ever been. Him and her have great chemistry. Um, and I thought once she kind of, her powers really came into full force at the end, I thought she was a fucking badass. When she went, uh, when she went Super Saiyan? Yeah. Um, that, the middle just kind of dragged on a bit. Uh, but yeah, it, it was strange because even though she's from Earth, I mean, she was like an, a fish out of water, alien. They're experiencing a lot of this stuff for the first time, and then all of a sudden, you know, she knew how to drive a fucking spaceship. She knew right. where she was going. She knew. She just, see, it's funny if they had it in there because she is from Earth, and, and like they got a suppressed. But I would have liked to see more of like it clicking with her, like or her, yeah, her being surprised. Like, how the fuck do I know how to ride his motorcycle? Yeah, yeah, that's why I had to put in there. Um, and that's a good scene. They could have been paid off later on. Yeah. Did you see the scrolls ended up being the good guys? They kind of took that and flipped it. You go yeah. into the movie thinking scrolls are the bad guys. You're they're setting up hopefully for secret invasion. Right. Um, you're finding out that a lot of these uh, possible characters in ten years of movies might have been uh, shape shifting aliens the whole time. I thought it'd been a great payoff to all of a sudden you find out. Coulson's still alive. Um, which could still happen, though. Which, A, I thought there was no reason for Coulson to be in this movie. I guess it's just kind of incorporate him back, maybe show a little backstory and do, uh, and getting him into the Marvel movies again. And crowd-pleasing. Yeah. But, really wasn't a need for it, but, oh well. Um, but I kind of sat there and thought, I was like, wouldn't it be weird if all of a sudden you find out, because Coulson's dead now... I mean, he died in Avengers, then he came back to life, and I think they killed him off last season on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., okay. but I think it would be kind of cool, a good way to bring him back into the movies. You find out that was a scroll, and Coulson's been alive this whole time. Yeah. I mean, in essence, they can still do that, but I do think that like the, the scroll's face turn was a little bit too... Them for being villains in the first part of the movie, and I, I and I'm pretty sure that they killed that lady on the beach, but then it turned to super squeaky clean good guys. Oh, I'm just a family man. Oh, look at me. Yeah, we were misunderstood. Yeah, but I was thinking it, it, it was gonna be like a, a double flip to where yeah, the Kree are bad, but also the Skrulls are also bad. So like <laughs> everybody was bad. Well, neither one of them are really good in the comics, are they? The comics, yeah. So they made them too. Too good to ever be villains. So, so like, doesn't line up with the comics. Also, they're a little bit. The uh, special effects, like the makeup for the scrolls, was also I think it was not good. That, yeah. They make my scrolls. How did Jude Law look human too? Why did he not look like a Kree? Um, the Krees can look human, but none of the other ones did. No. Okay. Here's the thing. So the Cree planet is like Earth. There's different races there, and and that team was a multicultural. <laughs> I guess. Team. Um. Jude Law was good in it though. Yeah, I'm not usually a Jude Law supporter, but he did right. a good job. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it kind of kept the Marvel streak going. I don't think I think they stick to what's safe they don't really kind of venture out a whole lot agreed um that but they have a winning formula and it works for them so Mm -hmm. you know if it ain't broke don't if it ain't broke don't fix it also for me though the worst part and then look we get to the ratings the worst part for me was um i don't i didn't buy annette benning as captain marvel her acting was terrible. Like you tell, she, she was there only for a paycheck, and she can't dance. And that one scene, ooh, music! <laughs> it was fucking terrible. And then I, I'm all for the diversity and making some flips that make sense. But I don't think that they should have made Captain Marvel. It may, I guess, it makes sense. Was, was she a female more? though, or was she just in the form of a? 
She's was not that a her troll? troll? Yeah, like, like yeah, but crazy don't change shapes. I took it as that was the wasn't it the supreme being or something? Like that? No, the supreme intelligence take takes a shape. I'll be right back. We gonna edit this or just pause it? Okay, so sorry about that, people. But yeah, so I like to close up on this. Really, we can kind of just skirt to the end. I was no, I was saying that uh, Annette Benny. I don't think that she was changing shapes. I think that. Well, oh, you say something about supreme intelligence. The a supreme intelligence in their head is who is, is the person that they most admire. So it shows up in that form. Gotcha. So that's not yeah. So and that was the person she most admired, not her friend. Her friend slash lover. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of just took it as the. If that's the case, then yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. I just figured it was. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe I gotta see it again. Yeah. All right, but um, so we'll get this one wrapped up. Did you, you saw it twice, though, right? Yep. Better second or, or definitely worse? the first time I saw it, 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 it was gonna be a four. It was bad the first time I saw it. Alright. But second time I saw it, 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 I'll probably give it a 7, though. I'll say I'll be between a 7 and a half, 8. Yeah, it's much better. The, 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 the pot is a lot more co- cohesive the second time around. Did you like the cat? It was alright. The cat was overhyped. Yeah. I expected more. Yeah. Gorkin or Gorkin, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. But alright, so we gave that's B and E at the movies. Uh, this probably will be a recurring segment about it. Uh, log in some more movies, obviously. Monthly, maybe bi monthly. I mean, uh, we covered basically every movie we've seen in the last this couple year. of months, so we gotta, we gotta stack the movies up. Yeah. But, Next one might be Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I would almost guarantee it will. But okay, until then, we'll just be a couple of guys telling true stories based on fiction. We out.